الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اذ قال له ربه اسلم قال اسلمت لرب العالمين صدق الله العظيم most students of deen mothers and sisters we are on the eve almost of the very great occasion of eid al adha and the great ibadat that will be performed in those days the ibadat of qurbani in this regard we have repeatedly heard over the years the virtues of qurbani the importance of it and what the message of qurbani is all about but once again to refresh these lessons to remind ourselves so that we can approach these mubarak days with a new spirit this is the purpose of this discussion today that we may understand what great days are ahead of us and what we should be doing in these mubarak days firstly the first 10 days of zulhijjah are extremely virtuous in the hadith sharif rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reported to have said that the good actions performed in these 10 days it is of such a level that no good action performed in any other day can equal it can match it that the reward that will be achieved for whatever good is done in these mubarak days it is beyond the reward that is achieved in other times it's obvious the month of ramadan is in its own category but then there is no other time that can match these 10 days so the sahaba were obviously aware of what great great amal they are and how great the rewards of those amal are because this is what they learned from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself and the greatest amal that they knew was where the person goes and lays his life down for the sake of allah taala for the sake of deen so that is what they asked rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam walal jihadu fi sabilillah not even the person who goes and lays his life down for allah taala he goes and strives in the path of allah taala in jihad etc so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said not even jihad in other other times can equal the reward of any amal in this time in other words that's very great that's something that has a tremendously great reward that a person is striving for the cause of allah taala for the cause of deen and laying his life down perhaps but that also cannot match the reward of the amal done in this time what does it mean amal good actions which good actions any good action the one nafil salat that the person will perform that is far superior in reward the one tasbih the person will decide on subhanallah can we imagine a little bit of tilawat of the quran sharif now it will be very very foolish that a person deprives oneself of such great amals 
that such great rewards are available on simple amal. Nabi Salaam says even the jihad of other times cannot equate the reward of the amal performed in these ten days except one exception. The person who leaves his home with his life and with all his possessions and then he spends every bit of his possessions in the path of Allah Ta'ala and he also becomes a shaheed in the path of Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't come back. He became shaheed in the path of Allah Ta'ala and every bit of his possessions was also spent in the path of Allah Ta'ala. That person can equate the rewards of the amal of these ten days. Can you imagine? Now, how great this is, how tremendously unique this is, it's really fascinating that a person can earn so much. Now, if somebody tells us that uh, there's a proposition for you, there's something to do, every, every minute I'll pay you a thousand rands. Thousand rands a minute. So in one hour, sixty thousand. Or let's just increase the amount. What do we have to lose by increasing the amount? So every every minute, forget every minute, you say every second, thousand rands a second. So already in one minute it is 60,000 rands. And in ten minutes it will be 600,000. So in one hour it's already several million. Now supposing somebody makes such a proposition to us, thousand rands a second. So now anybody will jump at that opportunity and grab that opportunity. So now, can we imagine how we will try to apply ourselves? Thousand rand a second. Now we will start working really at that. So now one hour passed, two hours passed, three hours passed. Now somebody comes and says to us, three hours have passed. In three hours, you have already earned about maybe... Uh, over 10 million and 3 hours you earn 10 million so now leave it now what are you worried about now 3 hours you work now and you earned already 10 million so leave it now What's a bus- how much are you going to keep earning now leave it see bye if you got anything else don't have anything else to do please go and do it somewhere else don't come trouble me I know what I'm earning here and leave me to earn what I want to earn and we will do the maximum, even though now it became 20 million, it became 30 million, we won't stop. For the dunya, we'll already still have some ideas what else I need to do and what I want to do. And that 20 million and 30 million also won't be enough. And we'll carry on at it. As long as somebody is promising us to give us that money, we'll carry on. Forget for thousand and a second, for thousand and an hour, we might even keep doing that for thousand rand a day too. For thousand rands a whole day, we'll want to work every day to get that thousand rand. Now, that thousand rands, as much as it might seem for the minute and for the second, but it is all perishable. Many a times, that perishes before the person is gone. And otherwise, the person leaves it behind and is gone. One great personality he was very, very, a very pious person, but very aloof from the dunya. He had forsaken the dunya. Just the bare necessities, that is what he would uh, keep up with. And all the excess, etc., he would have anything extra, he'll give it away. 
So just what was necessary, he kept that much. So somebody asked him, you have forsaken this dunya, how you did it? What brought you to this level that you managed to forsake this dunya? You just do the basic necessities, that's it. So he replied and said, that when I thought about it, I realized that one day, either this dunya is going to leave me, or I am going to be forcefully taken away from it. Either this dunya is going to be forcefully taken away from me, or somebody is going to forcefully take me away from it, the angels. One of the two is going to happen. So I thought, you know, being forced to be dragged out of it, or dragged away from you, that is a very painful thing. I decided to voluntarily leave it. Because one, one day it's either going to be, it's going to be forcefully be taken away, or we're going to be forcefully taken away. Meaning the angels are going to come and snatch the person away. So he's got no choice. He got no option to remain behind all his possessions and whatever else. So one day that's going to happen. So he said, instead of waiting for the time when I'm going to be forcefully dragged out of my possessions, I decided to voluntarily leave it. Now he was obviously a person on a very high caliber. That is not what we are being asked to do. But the lesson and the message what we were talking about is that we will not let the opportunity of earning dunya go. Here is the opportunity for earning akhirat. Somehow when it comes to akhirat, then if we done something for five minutes, okay, I did something at least. And now that's enough for now. I'll see tomorrow. For dunya, we will never be enough. One hour, two hours, three hours, five hours, family people, etc. will all start telling us, please take it easy now. Don't overwork yourself. You say, no, no, I need to do something extra. And in fact, when they see the money coming, even they, they also don't say, don't overwork. They say, no, work some more. So for the dunya, everybody encourages us to work more. And we also don't need the encouragement. Without the encouragement, we want to do more. But for deen, whereas if life suddenly has to go, it's obvious that the dunya is not going to come along with us. It's the deen, it's the amal that we performed. That is what's going to be of use to us and benefit us. So therefore, these Mubarak days are in front of us. We need to now start planning how we are going to conduct ourselves in this Mubarak time. What amal are we going to conduct and, and engage ourselves in? So in this Mubarak time, this is the very great rewards that are going to be available to any person who engages himself in the correct manner, in ibadat, in amal, in righteous deeds. So one is to plan ourselves that at least something, we can't do too much, but at least something we can do, little bit more than what we normally do, even little bit more than that. So we are showing appreciation for this great gift of Allah Ta'ala, for this Mubarak time. We are not just indifferent to this gift from Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise it becomes dangerous that Allah Ta'ala is showering such an important occasion on us, prepared to shower His rewards on us, and we are indifferent to it. We don't show any concern. It's like somebody has invited us to a very, very great feast, and we don't even pay attention, we don't even show any interest. One is a person couldn't attend because of some real problem, that's a different issue. But now it's down the road, the person has come personally to invite you, and he's gone out of his way to prepare everything for you, and you don't even pay any attention, you don't even give him any kind of straight reply, you're just not interested. And then while that 
Dawood time is there, you're passing the house looking at some other direction and don't even come. What's going to be the outcome of that? Can we imagine if we were the ones inviting somebody and that's how he conducted himself? We would be extremely upset. So Allah Ta'ala is inviting now. Allah Ta'ala is inviting us and to partake of this great rewards of the Akhirat. But we just show indifference, we don't even plan anything, we don't even make any intention to now do a little bit extra. That would be a very sad situation, very tragic. So we need to plan ourselves. That inshallah I am going to do a little bit extra, some nafil. We spoke about Ishraq Salah in the previous discussion. <coughs> we try to add that if it hasn't yet started. Or some nafil at night. Some tilawat of Quran Sharif, some zikr, some tasbihat, some dua in the evening at night before we go to bed. Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq, we wake up at the time of tahajjud and make two rakats, four rakats of tahajjud. We make some tilawat at that time, make the tilawat in the tahajjud, that will be all the better. For example, a person, mashallah, knows some lengthy surahs, we may not know, maybe not, we are not hafizahs, but we might know many Longer surahs, at least surah Yasin might be known well to us, surah Mulk, surah Kahf maybe some know, surah Alif Lamim Sajda, and maybe the whole of Amma Paramir we have already memorized, maybe some other surahs, Wallah Alam, depending, whatever it is. So now in the Tajjud Salah, with the niyat of Tilawat, and the niyat of taking the rewards from Allah Ta'ala and getting closer to Him, we try to recite these surahs in the Tajjud. And it will make a world of difference to us. So especially, for example, the weekend will come Friday night, Saturday night. So those nights we we are at home. We don't have any uh, pressure to leave home the next morning. So we should try and use at least these nights in a very profitable manner. Wake up for tahajjud, sleep earlier and wake up for tahajjud. There's long nights now. And if a person sleeps away by 10 o'clock also, they will comfortably be able to sleep 4 hours, uh, up to, for 6 hours up to 4 o'clock. And they'll still have ample time for tahajjud. So, this is a very, very golden opportunity. It's a very great opportunity. It's a golden opportunity that we try to gain the maximum. So, some tilawat, some nafil salah, some zikr, tasbihat, istighfar especially, and dua, dua for ourselves, dua for our families, dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This will bring us very close to Allah Taala. So one is that these Mubarak days are coming. We should be trying to maximize the amal. Fast if we can on the first nine days of Zulhijjah, whatever we can, one day, two days. Very great rewards for this fasting as well. Part of the same ibadat. And then the ninth of Zulhijjah, uh, the, the ninth of Zulhijjah, the day of Arafah, that has its own special merit. <coughs> that the fast of Arafah, it, it compensates for the sins of the past and the forthcoming year, the minor sins. What a great reward. What a tremendously great ibadat. So, why should we deprive ourselves of something so great, something so excellent? So let us plan ourselves, let us actually write down a little bit of a plan of action, that I'm going to inshallah try to do this. We discuss it with our Maldimas maybe, 
that is this fine, should I adjust something? And inshallah that will also create some kind of enthusiasm in us to do what we have to do. So, these few things are things we should be looking into to move forward in making more ibadat. Then, the aspect of the message and the lesson that has been given to us in these Mubarak days. On the one side is the great ibadat of Qurbani and together with that, in these very days will be the great ibadat of Hajj. And both these very great acts of worship are all are filled with reminders of Ibrahim salam and his family. Their allegiance to Allah Ta'ala, how they completely submitted to Allah Ta'ala, what was the level of their complete surrender, complete surrender. Not something half-hearted, not something just, uh, well, lip service, complete surrender, heart and mind, which emanates from total love. The heart and mind, and this, this emanates from total love. Now, what is required of us is, when performing these amal, to bring the spirit of Qurbani in our hearts, in our lives. That this is a reminder of the Qurbani of Ibrahim wasalam, who was ordered to slaughter his son, and he was ready to do it. Allah Ta'ala did not allow that to happen, it was a test, but Allah Ta'ala did not want that to happen, this nevertheless was the purpose that to show what is his level of allegiance. He didn't know that this won't happen. But he set out to do it. And Allah Ta'ala then provided a, an alternative. A sheep was sent down from Jannad. But the point is that he was ready to do what he had to do. Ismail Salatu Salam as a young boy, he is being told you are going to be slaughtered now. He surrenders completely, that you may do what you have been, you have been commanded to do this, you go ahead. Ya abatif al-ma tu'mar, satajiduni insha'allahu minas sabirin. Oh my father, you go ahead and do what you have been commanded, and you'll find me to be patient. Now this is that message of Qurbani, this is the lesson of Qurbani. The one is the day of Qurbani will come, but from now we have to start pondering over this lesson. Think about it. People are, mashallah, in the excitement of uh, finding sheep, etc. Very great, mashallah, this is an excellent thing. That we should have that spirit of qurbani, looking for the sheep, buying something that will be suitable, that will be good, and even taking care of it beforehand. All this helps in that creating of that spirit of qurbani. But it must not just be for the sake of excitement, and like just another ritual, some feast. No, the spirit of Qurbani is to bring in this lesson in our hearts and minds. To inculcate this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. It's the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and the love of Allah Ta'ala that can bring a person to do this, what was done by Ibrahim and Ismail This complete surrender. Now this is what the ayat of the Quran Sharif says to us, is قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ when Allah Ta'ala said to Ibrahim wasalam, Aslim, totally surrender yourself. And he immediately responded, Aslam to Rabbil Alameen. I have surrendered myself completely to the Rabb of the worlds, of the universe, of the whole creation. 
Now, what is the surrender? The surrender is that there is no question about fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala and no reservations in the heart about it also. A person submits heart and mind, bodily, physically, heart and mind, soul, everything, surrender to Allah Ta'ala. A very simple example to understand this, if somebody is deeply attached, very much in attached to someone, this deep love and attachment, then the person doesn't ask too many questions, doesn't ask any question. They get to know, okay, this is what the person wants or what he likes. Now the husband, somebody is now newly married and they know now, okay, this is his preference. Or for that matter, somebody is very, very dearly attached to their father or somebody. Now they know what is his preference, what is his likes. They don't get into all those questions about but why you like this and why you don't like that and uh, why it must be like this. They'll do it as they know it is like to be done what the person prefers, what the person loves, accordingly they do it, without question. Why? That is love. That is that surrender due to love. So when a person has inculcated the love of Allah Ta'ala, there will be complete surrender to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, without any question, without any reservation. Physically, mentally, heart and soul, the person will submit to Allah Ta'ala's commands. So Ibrahim salam, this is what he displayed. He displayed complete surrender. Complete surrender to the command of Allah Ta'ala, even though that went against what any human being would desire. Every human being would desire that my child must remain with me, my child must not get killed. But Allah Ta'ala's command was above that. And he set out for it. Now can we imagine if we were in that situation, how we would have reacted as a child being told that you are going to be slaughtered. But Ismail Salaam also surrendered. Now here is our lesson that we have to ponder on. And we have our little little issues that we have to apply it in. Those things that we have to apply it in are very very minor issues. Very easy not even a fraction compared to the test Ibrahim was put through. We have to just learn to control our tongue. We don't talk evil. Don't make ghibad. Don't slander anybody. Don't mock or tease anybody. Don't hurt anybody's feelings with our words. Control our gaze. Don't look at haram. Don't get into all kinds of evils. Social media, Instagram, is all these things are becoming major problems. And people just regard it as fun, just regard it as well, it's just one of those things. And uh, doesn't matter man, what we're doing, it's all fine, later on we'll come right. Later on we'll stop it, later on we'll give it up. It doesn't happen like that. Because each time a person is continuing with it, the roots are getting deeper. And now, many years later, two, three years later, one year later, sometimes months later also, the person now wants to uproot it. But the roots have gone so deep, you can't uproot it. It's a very big battle. It requires like an operation to uproot that. So these are not small things, they are not minor things. 
Now people just take it for granted and because everybody is on it, somebody is on Instagram and somebody is on this gram and that gram, Allah knows best. But all this Instagram and this gram and that gram, it is not kilos, it is tons of misery thereafter. Not one gram, two grams of misery, tons of misery. Because these things become, it's like a an octopus with its tentacles, it just grabs and now the person can't come out of it. Because it's got so many different things that from every angle there's something coming out to grab the person, like an octopus with all his tentacles now. So now this person trying to come out from this angle is getting caught in that side. Trying to come out from there is getting caught somewhere else. Why? Because we decided to also, now everybody is doing something, we must do something. And it's causing so much of havoc in people's lives besides the fact that it's destroying the haya, destroying the shame. These are extremely harmful things. We must get away from it, get far away from it, have nothing to do with it. Don't associate with people who are deep into these kind of things because we are going to get caught in the same thing. We must not take this lightly. It sounds like just another story. But many people have cried now, but it was too late for the tears. They are crying now. I wish I didn't get into all these things. It's causing so much of problems for me. But that should have been done long time, not now to cry over it. This crying now is not going to change the situation and help anything. So, this is the objective that we need to now find our direction forward. And these Mubarak days and nights come to help us to take a, to kickstart us and boost us to move in this direction. So, we must plan ourselves, work out how we are going to move forward. One is obviously the first step, sincere Tawbah. We are going to approach these very Mubarak days and nights, sincere Tawbah. Ya Allah, I am giving up all these sins. And especially those things that become the root to the sins. This indulging in social media, etc. This becomes the root to many sins. And there's everybody out there to try to influence us. Nowadays it's everybody influencing others. And everybody got their own things that they want to influence people with. And before you know it, you're already influenced. But into something or the other which is far away from deen. Which is against the spirits of deen. Against the spirit of deen. And though it might be happening in the name of deen sometimes. But it's far, far away from deen in reality. So now if we stay far away from the root of these issues, that is the phone and the social media in particular, then inshallah we will see how besides getting saved from all these major problems and evils and so on, how much good will come in our lives. Because these things besides take up the time, takes up a person's mind because now his mind is going to keep running in that same direction to think now what next and who and how and every but it becomes a major barrier towards the good a person can do tilawat of the Quran Sharif is then gone tasbihat and dhikr is gone so many other good things are over so here is the need to make sincere tawbah Allah I am not going to indulge in any of these things now and especially in these Mubarak days Ya Allah make this a stepping stone towards forever for giving up all these things forever I don't ever have any indulgence in any of this. 
So when we will plan ourselves in this manner, make dua also, beg Allah Ta'ala's help, and then inshallah we move forward, we will find the tremendous good coming to us in these Mubarak days. We cannot fast every day, we fast one day, two days, that ninth of Zulhijjah we fast on that day at least, and take that great reward of fasting on that day. And the very important thing, that just as Ibrahim salam, Ismail salam, they surrendered to Allah Ta'ala, there are things that are coming as obstacles in our way. Are we going to surrender to Allah Ta'ala or not? And overcome these obstacles. That's the thing now we have to look at. What is in my life that's blocking my progress? Something maybe my eyes are not being looked after correctly. My tongue I'm not uh, talking what is right. I'm probably, Allah forbid somebody is neglecting their salah. Somebody is causing some other issue in their life. So, these are the things, the first step to get rid of these things. It makes sincere tawbah and come out of all this. Then we will see, inshallah, the little amal also, the extra amal that we will do, the nawafil, even a little of that. It's not like a person will now make uh, tahajjud the whole night, short while. Or that a person now is going to make ten paras tilawat in every day. We can't manage ten paras, one para, no problem. And somebody can't manage one para, half, at least a quarter. So inshallah we will see how this will become such a great boost for us and these things are not credit only. That we talk about all these things and the reward of it will only come in the akhirat and dunya nothing. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen like that. Even in dunya, Allah Ta'ala will give us the barkat of these amal and the rewards. In this way we will make our dunya also and we will make our akhirat as well. Dear Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين